The Holy Gospel according to John chapter 9. Because of the length of the reading, you may be seated. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So, for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, We do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. 
You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. The gospel of the Lord. Good morning. It's good to be here. It's really good to be here. You know, I I come into this place and realize that the same architect that designed this building designed the first church that I served. So it's sort of like coming home. Not so much because the pews are the same or there's a balcony and there's a choir a lot better than the one in that church I first served but because this is the place where the same good news is proclaimed and the same Lord comes to love us all. Grace to you and peace in Christ's name. Amen. This week, for the second time, I spent the better part of a morning as a subject in a research project, a side vision study at the University Eye Clinic. I was invited to be part because for years and years there have been some really wild things going on in my eyes. The study involves testing newly designed and differently programmed devices that are used to determine a person's field of vision, testing repeatedly, testing tediously, different versions different programs, refining a physician's capacity to determine whether and how much I can see what's going on around the edges. John's gospel feels a lot like a big side vision study in the sense that the whole thing has something to do with seeing and once you're in the midst of it, wherever you are positioned, There is or has been something important going on around the edges. Can you see it? Can you see that wedding with so many guests and no more wine? Or that Pharisee named Nicodemus who comes to Jesus by night? Or there's that Samaritan woman who comes to a well? It's all happening and in every instance there is an issue, a problem, some something to be resolved or figured out. 
whether it's trying to make sense of that woman having five husbands or puzzling over how to feed 5,000 hungry people with not nearly enough food or working to comprehend why at that moment the tables are being turned over in the temple. Why this? Why that? Why whatever else is happening around the edges, which matters maybe as much, probably every bit as much as what's happening right here where Jesus comes upon a man who was born blind. To be sure, this happening is unique in its own way, not the least of which has to do with it being the longest and most elaborate of all the healing stories. Consider all the characters all the twists and turns and the downright earthiness of spit and mud and washing in water. It's easy to get so caught up in the now of it that you don't see what has come before. or You haven't begun to contemplate what's bound to unfold. It's easy to be consumed with how the neighbors are wrestling or the Pharisees are probing or even the used-to-be-blind man's parents. Easy to focus on how they are all working to figure things out. How did this happen? Not one time or two, but five times and more, people are questioning. People are determined to know how. Your eyes were always closed. How were they opened? You say that it was that man. How could he have done that to you? You were blind. How can you see? You were born in sin, yet you try to teach us. How do you get from there to here? It's easy to conclude that there's something wrong with the ones who are questioning, who are probing. But to be fair, they only want what so many of us would naturally want, namely to understand what's going on and why. You know what that's like. When what's going on right here, right now, especially when seemingly familiar things don't make sense the way they're supposed to make sense, the beggar by the side of the road isn't left to beg anymore. And the irony is that now that people can see that he is no different from the rest of them, they drive him out. People can't stand not knowing how he can be. So they decide they can't stand him. I'm guessing that there are a number of you who've actually had your visual field tested with your chin firmly positioned and a clicker in hand so that you can signal every time you've seen one of those random lights of different intensity popping up here, there, and all around the edges. The whole time, your gaze is fixed on a light straight ahead. In fact, the test begins by determining whether and when you can see the light that is right in front of you. Having been cast out, the would-be beggar encounters again the Jesus who opened his eyes. 
Do you believe in the Son of Man? He asks. Tell me who he is so I can believe. You've seen him, Jesus assures him. In other words, it's me. Right here. Right now. I am the one, Jesus says. The way he says to people who live in darkness, I am the light. The way he says to anyone who's hungry, I am the bread, or I am the door, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And there it is. That's what's going on right here, right now, and all around. This healing story isn't so much about who sinned and who didn't, and it's not It's no more about the healing than the wedding is about the wine or the encounter with the woman at the well is about how many husbands she had. It's about the one who knows her whole life. It's about the one whose presence brings joy to the celebration. It's about the one who sees the beggar before the beggar ever sees him. And it's not just about this Jesus. It is this Jesus opening eyes and hearts and minds to a whole different understanding of life. It is this Jesus happening right in front of you and all around. Still, still there are so many other things happening. A young mother in Tanzania dies from malaria. A British citizen drives his SUV into people along a thoroughfare and then attacks others with a knife. A dear friend loses a job. Your neighbors worry about their immigration status. Famine engulfs South Sudan. People and institutions we thought we could count on let us down. And truth be told, we ourselves are too often the ones who disappoint or hurt someone else. And yet, in spite of it all, and because of it all, in every challenging corner of the world, light dawns. When the world itself seems most burdened, light dawns. Sometimes the intensity is unmistakable. Other times it's harder to perceive. Still, there it is. Can you see it? Can you see it here in the lives of the people right around you? Can you see it there or anywhere in the faces of people most in need? Right here, right now, Jesus happens again. Around this table, Jesus feeds us again, forgives us again, gathers us like would-be beggars into a life like we've never known. And whether or not we ever figure out exactly how or why, the light of the world The love that saves is with you. The love 
that saves is with you. You've seen it, Jesus says. I'm the one, Jesus says, right here, right now, and all around the edges. Amen.